I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the event where Jesus teaches in the temple. This is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verses 14 through 52. Follow along as we read. About the middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and began teaching. The Jews therefore marveled, saying, How is it that this man has learning when he has never studied? So Jesus answered them, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory, but the one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true, and in him there is no falsehood. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet none of you keeps the law. Why do you seek to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon who is seeking to kill you. Jesus answered them, I did one work, and you all marvel at it. Moses gave you circumcision, not that it is from Moses, but from the fathers, and you circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If on the Sabbath a man receives circumcision, so that the law of Moses may not be broken, are you angry with me because on the Sabbath I made a man's whole body well? Do not judge by appearance, but judge with right judgment. Some of the people in Jerusalem therefore said, Is not this the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where this man comes from, and when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple. You know me, and you know where I come from, but I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Yet many of the people believed in him. They said, when the Christ appears, he will do more signs than this man has done. The Pharisees heard the crowds muttering these things about him, and the chief priests and Pharisees sent officers to arrest him. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little longer than I'm going to him who sent me. You will seek me and you'll not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go, where we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, You'll seek me, and you'll not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, 
out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. When they heard these words, some of the people said, This really is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Is Christ to come from Galilee? Has not the scripture said that Christ comes from the offspring of David and comes from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So there was a division among the people over him. Some of them wanted to arrest him, but no one laid hands on him. The officers came to the chief priests and Pharisees, who said to them, Why do you not bring him? The officers answered, No one ever spoke like this man. The Pharisees answered them, Have you also been deceived? Have any of the authorities or the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd does not know the law is accursed. Nicodemus, who had gone to him before, and who was one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Search and see that no prophet arises from Galilee. So Jesus went to the Feast of Booths privately, and it would seem that he would be behind the scenes uh, because people were searching to kill him. But Jesus can't be behind the scenes. And Jesus is teaching and, and people are coming and they're hearing from him in the temple. Um, and not everyone follows right away. You know, sometimes I think if I was back then, if mm -hmm. I was an Israelite, I would follow God. If I was in Jerusalem during Jesus' time, I would be a follower of Jesus. But I, I think, you know, we can ask the question, well, we have the Bible. We have all this information now. Are we, are we living up to the, the light and the information we have? Yeah, it's, it seems to be easier now to believe in Christ than it was in, in those times because in hindsight we see the whole story, the death and resurrection and um, you know the coming of the holy spirit the way he mm -hmm. led the church in those 2000 years and we have the fruit of 2000 years of christianity and uh archaeology that points back to the veracity of the bible and and there, there's a lot out there but jesus here getting to this story he's here teaching in the temple during the middle or in the middle of the festival right? that was a week-long festival yeah and the crowds are marveling at this. Um, the guards who are sent to arrest him, they're, they're astounded. Yeah. And they, they go back empty-handed. Like, we didn't pick him up because he's teaching amazing things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so Jesus was doing an amazing work. Maybe uh, it would be good to connect to the previous uh, episode. Yeah. When we discuss uh, about Jesus' decision not to go with his brothers to this festival, but uh, had a private journey. And in the beginning, he said, my time has not yet fully come. But later, his time came after his communion with the Father. And maybe from this same time of communion with the Father, from the same prayer <coughs> life, it came this instruction 
to go and teach people in the middle uh, of this um, uh, fall festival in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. It was God who sent him. And this is why he emphasizes always and always in verse 16, my teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. And he um, emphasized over and over that he is sent by God, that whatever he does, uh, the big picture of his ministry, as well as the details, when to go, where to go, what to say, everything is coming from God. And he talks about this relationship with his God, that he, with his Father, that he knows him, and God knows Jesus. So on the last day of the festival, Jesus stands up and says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus is talking about the Spirit. How do we drink? How do we come to Jesus and drink, um, as he says? He's going to repeat this idea later, and we even had it in the previous chapter, John chapter mm -hmm. 6. We are invited to eat his body, and not in a physical way, but in a spiritual way, mm -hmm. symbolical way, and in the same way to drink the living water that comes from above. And on one side, we do this when we celebrate the communion and we have the bread and we have the wine, the symbol of the life and the death of Jesus Christ. At the same time, um, this experience is not only communal or corporate, it is private, individual. It is our relationship with God. I was talking with someone the other day um, who said, I'm reading the Bible. I said, do you read the Bible on a daily basis? in the way that uh, the Bible becomes that bread that you pray, give us today our daily bread. Uh, is the Word of God food for your soul? Do you talk to God, respond to God, and do you listen to God? We listen through uh, the Word and we respond in prayer. So do you talk to God, do you listen to God until your soul is satisfied? until it is full, because only when it is full will overflow, and whatever we receive from God will become a river of living water for others, for those around us. There, there's an idiom in the English language, drink it in. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard it before. Um, and when you're, it, it's an idiom that, like when you're out in the wilderness, and uh, you go to Long's Pe or Peak and you go see something beautiful and you say, drink it in. The thought being that you're going to look at it. You're going to listen. You're going to feel. Embrace it. You're going to smell. You use yeah. Internalize it. it. Exactly. Digest all, it. All your senses to experience what is around you. And I think of this when Jesus says drink, uh, drink it up, drink of the Holy Spirit, that we use all our senses to experience God, mm -hmm. to um, come and be in his presence. And when we do that, we're filled with God's Spirit. We're filled with, it, it's a natural result mm -hmm. um, that we desire to share that with others. Mm -hmm. So what does this passage 
tell us about God? I like this uh, concept of oneness between Jesus Christ and the Father. And in this oneness, and they are equal, right? Mm -hmm. uh, also, there is another dimension um, in the time of Jesus Christ. One is he who sends, and the other one is he who goes. One is he who uh, gives instruction, and the other one is he who executes the plans that was revealed uh, from heaven. So in this unity, both in their oneness and in their subordination, uh, we see a God that is in plural. I, I hear once in a while some anti-Trinitarian ideas making their rounds, being recycled. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, you cannot say anything uh, new about uh, the Trinity or about the nature of Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit after year, let's say, 475 AD. Yeah. So in the last 1500 years, we are not able to produce a new heresy about, <laughs> about um, uh, the doctrine of God or about the Godhead. So uh, I see here a, all three dimensions of God, all three persons of Godhead, it is that unity between Jesus Christ and the Father, and also this reference to the Holy Spirit that would be given later, but who was already present in Jesus' life. Jesus Christ was born by the Spirit. He was raised in the Spirit. He was baptized um, uh, by the Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, that Holy Spirit was outflowing from out of his heart, becoming rivers of living water for others. Beautiful. The way this is speaking to me today is, uh, you will seek me and you will not find me. Uh, Jesus is talking about, I am with you a little while longer. I'm mm -hmm. only going to be with you for a little while longer. Then, then you're going to seek me and you're not going to find me. Today is the day. You know, mm -hmm. we, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We are not guaranteed uh, the rest of the day. Now is the time to seek and find Jesus. Powerful. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that we will seek and find you. Amen. I pray that we will study and, and drink you in, that we will experience you with everything, our breath, our um, eyes, our listening, our touch, our feeling, that we will be in your presence. And because of that, we will be overflowed with your spirit, will be so filled with joy that we can't help but share it with those around us. Give us those experiences in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.